everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you're brand new to this show, the show's all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's episode, we brought on none other than Alias V, a.k.a. Ailey, and we talked a lot about, uh, I mean, obviously magic, but we talked, I think the thing I was most interested about that we really discussed was her commentary experience and just really I love learning the behind the scenes stuff on that and just also some really good tips on content creation and also what it takes to immigrate from one country to another and that was sort of the beginning of our conversation there so I hope you all really 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 enjoy the conversation I know I had a hell of a time talking with her she seems like a really cool person um, had a great time and I guess before we get into the interview, uh, let's get some announcements out of the way. If you want to help support the show, uh, you can help support the show at Patreon at patreon.com slash magicwithzuby. Um, this show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Amazon Music now. Yeah, it's on Amazon. And uh, YouTube, YouTube, yeah, my YouTube, which, you know, I only really do YouTube for really a few of you and all that. So, and, you know, for all you people that love to watch. Um so, and then, um, oh yeah, reach out uh, if you want to find me on Twitter at Magic with Zuby, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. I'm trying to be more active on Facebook. Uh, I don't like Facebook. Uh, and then you can reach out to me on email, mtgzuby at gmail.com. And yeah, that should be it. That should be it. Sorry, sorry. Like I literally just got done with the interview and I'm recording this now. Usually, I, sometimes I do this like a day or two after um, to do the intro and outro. But no, it's I, just getting it all done right now. And uh, so we got some ads here. Uh, if you are watching the YouTube video, you probably will notice a different symbol there um, in the corner. Uh, so we are a officially sponsored by cardsphere.com i don't have a commercial lined up yet that i haven't made one i'm actually working on a script but yes i am officially with cardsphere.com and i am very very happy and proud to be a part of their uh, content creator family uh, as you all know i have worked very closely with a lot of them i've had them on the podcast and it it was just something that you know I wanted to do and, and this was there's no shade thrown towards a legit MTG or anything like that I, it's not that I wasn't happy with them or anything and it it was all on mutual good terms and it's I still appreciate that they were the first ones to basically sponsor my podcast and really help me get noticed out there and um, it's I have nothing but respect and love for legit MTG and I know it's, it's a business sponsors I shouldn't talk too much about it but you know they were the first they're the ones who gave me the chance and all that and so i respect what legit mtg has done for this show and for me and so it's just one of those experiences that i won't forget and now it's just time to move on and i'm very happy to start working with cardsphere.com and can't wait to for what the future entails for that here so like i said if you're not watching the video you know Hey, I'm officially sponsored by cardsfree.com. Uh, if you are watching the video, you probably noticed that logo right there and like, huh, what's going on here? So thank you again. And then we got one quick little ad um, for Magic for Normies, and then we will get on with our interview with Alias V. And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. 
Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... A normie? Yeah, exactly! A normie! Well, have I got the show for you. The all-new Magic for Normies show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic, Magic for, for Normies. Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Do-do-do-do-do. Magic for normies. So, hey, Zuby here, and I have with me Ailey, a.k.a. Alias V. Probably recognize her a little bit from not only streaming, but also you've been done. You've done a lot of magic commentary as well, too, for some of the... What are they calling it? Mythic championships? <laughs> the I, players' tours. Play, players' tours. World yeah. champs. I don't know. I, I, Just everything kind of going <laughs> on. So... <laughs> Well, first of all, thank you for uh, agreeing to come on this early. We're, it's actually before 8 o'clock in the morning Eastern time during this. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'm usually an early bird. By this time, I'd be two hours into a normal stream on a week on a weekday. So it's it's cool. It's the weekend. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, because you're in the same time zone as me. And yeah. you um, you um, have you always been that kind of early bird, just waking up that early? and. Yeah, it's just a you know, habit that formed when I first started streaming because I was working full time as well. So my the most time I had available to stream was before work in the morning. So I'd be up at like 5 a.m. streaming until 11 when I had to get going to work. So, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> oh, God, that's that's crazy. I'm very it, tired in the evenings for what that's worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. That's um. so you recently moved to Canada, right? Yeah, about three years ago. Three years ago? Okay. And you used to live in South Africa before that? Yeah. That's nice. Uh, so what's the uh, move been like? Like, how different is it between South Africa and Canada? It's kind of like night and day. Uh, honestly, unless you've experienced first world country luxuries, I want to put it like that, you, you, you don't actually realize just how different it is uh, from living in... I mean, South Africa is not really a third world country. If there was such a thing as a second world country, I don't think there is. <laughs> but like, it's just, it's so different. Like the level of security and just like, you know, the free healthcare that actually works and is good and won't end up making you feel worse or, you know, this sounds like I'm painting a pretty bad picture here, but you know, crime rates, for example, is one thing that's very bad in SA and in Canada, oh. it's just like, it's something you don't even worry about. I think one of the... One of the strangest things that we experienced when we when we got to Canada was a news story on, you know, whichever, I don't know what the local news stations are, but the same thing about a shop being broken into was news like three days in a row. In South Africa, it would be heinous crimes. You know? Oh, wow. Like back to back every single day and everything different. And it's just, it's so, so much more chilled, relaxed. Things work, you know, public transport also works. It's just, it's, it's, it's night and day. Like it's it was a complete, you know, just, you know that mind blown meme just, just yeah. like that when we got here. Wow, so, that's yeah. crazy. Was it hard to like immigrate from the from the two countries, from like from um, South Africa to Canada? Canada actually has one of the easiest uh, 
ways in, I guess. Uh, they have this thing called express entry, where if you're a uh, you know an, an, an individual with a skill set that they're looking for, mm-hmm. then you get extra points or provincial nominations, that sort of thing. It's a very involved process, and it took uh, it took a couple of years to actually do. But a couple of years is way quicker than some other places where it takes like I don't know five plus just to say yeah. yes or no to get someone in. So yeah, it was pretty easy compare comparatively. Interesting, interesting. So are you are you officially a citizen in Canada? Or are you still? I don't even know what the equivalent of like what we in America call like a green card or something. Green card, yeah. So um, yeah, so we're permanent residents. Um, okay. Citizenship pending. So. Hopefully soon, TM. So, what's the process for that like? Like to get a citizenship in Canada? So, so, sorry, um, sorry for the non-magic related. So, I, I'm just no, interested in this this kind of stuff. It's it's fun. Um, yeah. So, for with Canada, you have to be here for a specific number of days over three years, mm-hmm. and then you can apply. So, is there any kind of like that point. citizenship test you got to take or something? Yeah. Yeah, you, oh, okay. you got to go and answer the questions about the country and sing the national anthem and do a whole bunch of other stuff <laughs> that we're looking into now. So, <laughs> oh god, that's—I mean, it's understandable. It's just also—I don't know. To me, that's just such a weird process where it's yet yeah, you got to learn the history of the country. Like in America, you know, you got to learn the history of America, and then just like you said, sing the national anthem. It's just—I don't know—just weird. It's like let me pay the money and let me live here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I guess they have to have some uh, some way to know that you're actually dedicated to to making the country a better place. You know, like you actually want to know about the history and the the whatever else they want you to know. So, which I guess eh, is fine. I, I, some some way to uh, filter out the bad beans. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's fine. I mean, like if you want to live here or live in a place and like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, be a productive member of society and yeah. pay taxes. Like, okay, cool. You know? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Know. That's one of the questions they ask you when you, when you <laughs> send through the application, it's like, have you paid taxes? Yes. Were you eligible to pay taxes? Yes. Okay. You can stay. It'd be nice if it was that simple. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, is there any kind of like, I'm assuming there had to have been some sort of background check they had to do on you for yeah, so they did all they did all those when we applied for permanent residency so before yeah. we even moved here um so i guess they just kind of I, I don't know accept that that you haven't done anything dodgy since then but i honestly don't know <laughs> i'm sure they'd look into you and make sure there's no marks on your records Make sure you're not like an international criminal or something like that. Yeah, or... yeah, that would be a bad thing. You know, like those uh, those check sh- those checklists that they give you at the airport. Like, have you done this? Have you been here? Are you a terrorist? Yeah, you just right. Take note to everything. And then... <laughs> if you lie, well, you suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. That's interesting. It's um, I, I don't know. I always like learning about processes like that. Like one of my friends, um, his wife came from Africa, uh, Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. and just oh, yeah. talking about the and I like learning about the process of what it was all like to finally make his wife a citizen of America and all that. And yeah. it's just, oh, man. it's freaking expensive. Like, I don't know how expensive it is in Canada, like to become a citizen and all that. But he told me some of the costs for like American citizenship. I'm like, how the yeah. hell do people even afford that stuff? Like, and no wonder yeah. it takes people long ass time to. Yeah. Be I citizens. mean, it's, it's not, it's not cheap. That's for sure. But you know, it's, People put it in perspective on like some of the forums that everyone goes on to to like discuss 
where they are in their application process and you know they say okay yeah it's expensive now but if you think about it it's like a month or two's salary once you're in the new place you know just based off of like you know the expected income you should be having and when you put it like that it's like yeah okay that's not that bad because okay. the one thing that's that very sense. different between the two countries like it's a lot more expensive to live in canada comparatively to south africa but you also earn a sh can I say the S word? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm allowed to swear. Uh, no, yeah, you can swear. That's fine. <laughs> it's a shitload. You earn a shitload more in uh, in Canada too. So you know, it's it's a mind shift. You just got to stop converting. Yeah. Don't convert. If you ever move between countries, don't convert. It's a bad idea. Well, that, that's also similar in America, like going from state to state, because some states like. I, I use California and New York as an example. Like, hey, you know, you can make two hundred thousand dollars a year in New York or California, but you get like a little little ass apartment and all that yeah, stuff because yeah, yeah. it's so expensive. Where somewhere like I live in Florida, so if like yeah. I were to make two hundred thousand dollars a year in Florida, like pff, I've got a mansion, I've got freaking property yeah. and all that stuff. It's yeah, it's, it's um, crazy. It's just, it's the same with uh, Toronto, where where we we lived uh, when we first moved here, like. You know, a small one bed in a den for however much a month. Meanwhile, the place we're living in now is the same price a month, but like four or five times the size. So it's just crazy. Yeah, you know? it, it, it's insane. Um, it, it's like j just even within my area, like I've got a decent house and all that stuff where I live now. And um, if I were to try to buy this same house just within Tampa, the city of Tampa and all that, yeah. it'd be like, I'm looking at half a million dollars. And all that yeah. stuff, like, and it's like, no, my house is not anywhere near worth that at all. It's just, I, I always find property tech, property values like that crazy. Yeah, and then just keep going up and up and up and up, and eventually the bubble bursts, and then everyone jumps yeah. in, and like, yeah, buy all the things. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one of the things I wanted to really ask you about, because you recently was it this year or was it last year that you went full time with content creation? This year, this uh, year, that's February. right. Yeah, it fe it feels like last year because of just everything yeah, that's happened. Just that <laughs> this year, <laughs> Woo -wee, let's not yeah. talk about this year. <laughs> so, so actually, that kind of brings up a good point or a good question for my first one. So, were when you going full time in February of this year, um, and then this whole pandemic really hits and things really start locking down? Like, how that must have been really nerve wracking, like. Was it nerve-wracking for you? Actually, I couldn't have timed it better because oh, really? I'm pretty sure, like I, I chatted to a few uh, friends from like the previous place I worked and, um, you know, a few other people in the industry and they had to make a lot of cuts. And mm -hmm. like if I had kept working, I'm pretty sure I would have been one of the ones to go because I was one of the newer people in the, the companies. Okay. So like I think... I don't want to say blessing in disguise because this whole year sucks pretty much in terms of like pandemics and whatnot, but yeah. like being able to work from home and having the support from the community and stuff and having my sponsors uh, just, you know, to be able to do this full time when I did like, yeah, hundred percent blessing in disguise and expertly timed on my parts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, th that's a good way to put it. I, I like that perspective there, but um, yeah. I, I guess one of the things that I always like to think about is, is, when I think about if I were to ever want to become full time or anything like this, um, yeah. is just the unstableness of it from like month to month having to, I, I guess, rely on income that's not stable or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Like, how, what's your thought process? Like, what led you to that point of being able to be like, okay, I can now go full time. 
you know, and I, I guess we'll start there. Like, what led you to that point of knowing that you could go full time? Um, so it's it's different for a lot of people. You know, obviously yeah. some people strike it super lucky on Twitch and they're earning a crap load initially, and then they just go full time and they're they're set, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was a slow build up, and I probably could have gone full time earlier than I did. Uh, because, you know, I was earning enough to cover all my expenses and mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, extra for savings, that type of thing. Um, so I, you know, it's it's a it's a leap of faith for when you do go full time. You have to not be stupid about it, though. If you want to do like content creation full time, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't just rely on if I disconnect, it's because my cat is climbing on my keyboard. No, no, I, I um, see it. I see no, it. <laughs> don't rely on one source of income, you know, like yeah all your eggs put them in different baskets so that if one thing fails then you know you have something else to rely on so like for me i've got twitch i've got youtube i've got my sponsors i've got my patreon i've got um you know affiliate links with different companies that sort of thing so yeah like it's just it's kind of like looking at a portfolio of investments it's like okay where's the money coming from where's the money going out is it all kind of looking good here for me? Sure, cool. Let's give it a go and and try it. And uh, yeah, so far so good. You know, fingers crossed. There's no major drop in uh, one thing or another. But you know, like I think my community is very supportive, and I'm I'm really lucky in that regard that I have this core support structural base yeah. uh, who are there for me each month. So yeah, shout outs to them for being awesome. No, that's <laughs> awesome. It's I, I don't know. I think it takes a lot of guts for someone to go full time and um and it's it's interesting that you know as technology like this progresses and more of these kind of forms of entertainment progress where these are kind of valid careers per se it's because you're you're sort of being this entrepreneur entertainer type person just in a different venue instead of going hey i want to be you know, entertainer or sportscaster, you got to go to Hollywood or you got to go, you know, somewhere else. Nope. You can do it sort of from the comfort of your home now, which yeah, is it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's awesome. And, uh, the one thing I, I forgot to mention, which is obviously a big, duh, you idiot, uh, is the commentary side of things, because like, that's also been, you know, like a big bolster to, you know, my career and my, oh yeah, that's how I first found out about you. Yeah. Was, yeah, I, I just feel like, I don't remember what mythic invitation. I, I don't know. I'm so confused with all these naming naming conventions now that Wizards is like I, I can't I honestly don't know anymore. Um but Who dominated the meta, then I can tell you which one it was. <laughs> I, I honestly can't remember. I think it was like the first one that you showed up in and and I was just like, Oh, who's this? You know, and <laughs> and um no, it, it's been nice to see your uh gradual growth into that. And yeah. um you know what I, I want to get into a little bit of the commentary, but with just going into the uh, full time content creation, it's for for a lot of people out there. It's you know I see a lot of times you know just content creators who start off new, like regardless of what they're doing, streaming, podcasting, YouTube, and all that. They you know they're like, all right, I want to make it big, I want to make it big, and all that stuff. And, and, and you know that feels like to be their their first goal they want to do it full time was that sort of like your first goal when starting this was to all right i want to do this full time or or no that that came later when i when i first started streaming i was doing it because it was fun you know i wanted to see what would happen and uh you know i just 
I actually started streaming off of my PlayStation, just playing uh, a, a, another card game called Gwent. It's a Witcher card game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love the Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually yeah. reading the book series right now. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, they're, they're very good. Um, yeah, I'm on the last book right now. It's so good. Okay. No spoiler news. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say that I hope the show gets to this point. Like, they don't cancel yeah. it or something because it's, it's insanity right now. That would be cool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so like for streaming wise, I was doing it for fun because I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a new challenge. I looked up to a bunch of other streamers on Twitch that we discovered and had, you know, given people advice about starting channels and doing that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was a challenge, you know, I like to, I like to give myself little tasks or objectives to achieve or, you know, missions to accomplish. And streaming was one of them. You know, it was like, okay, cool. I had two viewers today. Let's try get some more tomorrow. Oh, cool. Five, 10. Wow. 15. Cool. A hundred. What? This is actually going pretty well. <laughs> you know, like, and it just kind of bolsters your confidence and, and it's like, hey, I'm actually kind of entertaining. This is great. And from there on, then the, then, then the uh, thoughts of, hey, maybe I could do this full time one day. And then you start setting your goals and your things to that. And it's like, okay, all right, that's what I'm working towards but I need to not focus too much on the numbers. Otherwise I become very antsy and I don't have yeah. fun anymore, which is, you know, it's kind of the the mistake I made a couple of times where I was too focused on the numbers and not just focused on enjoying myself. And you know, people think, could see I, that. Yeah. I think we all fall into that trap. It's, Oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> like there was, um, like I thought I was going to be done with my podcast last year because for whatever reason, like, my entire podcast downloads took a huge dip early 2019 mm -hmm. and in late 2018. And I'm like, what the hell's happening? Cause it's like n nothing changed with my content and all that. And yeah, and I was seeing like super low numbers and I'm like, well, maybe this is it. Maybe this is where I just end it. But I kept pushing. And this year yeah. has been surprisingly some of the best months I've had in terms of downloads. And it's weird. Cause it's like, nothing's changed or anything. Yeah. But. Yeah, but you know what as well like people go through a i think well just like magic goes through you know shitty metas and situations like that <laughs> people also disconnect a little bit and stop playing yeah. and take a break like I, I can see that with my with my content too like my twitch has been good but like youtube has also taken a bit of a hit lately and that's because people aren't super interested in the meta right now like it's yeah. a little bit all over the place and not can't, fun to can't play blame i'm struggling a bit to play sometimes so. oh my gosh yeah yeah it's <laughs> I, I i was streaming some zendikar draft the other night and i only got two drafts in. i'm like all right i'm done it's like nothing but rogue yeah. rogue mill or yeah or it's like okay, this is just boring like how does how is everybody drafting the exact same thing <laughs> yeah and uh, it gets it gets very monotonous sometimes so we just need like a breath of fresh air in the format hopefully there's going to be some bands or something but yeah you know that that's why like don't ever take it personally if stuff isn't doing as well as it used to it's just yeah. people need a break from from the same thing over and over again it's so how important do you feel is that mindset of just trying to have fun with your content instead of just like just all right i need to make it big because i see too many new content creators with that mindset of they need to make it big oh that's just you're setting yourself up for failure honestly like you know i i don't see myself as like this massive hotshot twitch stream or whatever but you know i i can be considered a professional now because this is my profession i'm making money off of it enough to support yeah. my 
family and whatever you know yeah yeah, you're doing well uh, enough yeah i'm doing i'm doing well enough to say that you know don't make i must go full-time your main objective focus on you, you have to love it like love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life it should never feel like work when you're doing this if it feels like work you're doing it wrong <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that, you, that's you how i feel about my day job it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep finding the joy. Like, just if you're not enjoying a game of Magic, go and play something else for a bit. You know, like it's yeah. it's okay. And it's one of the reasons why I'm back on the WoW crack right now. That, <laughs> it's just well, plus with the new expansion coming out soon, and and um, it's like I I just need a break from Magic. Like I still love playing Paper Magic because I try to stream EDH at yeah. least once a week. You know, with some of my people in my Discord, or I'll try to invite some people nice. and. That Would I you think like to play with us. Oh hell yeah! It's sweet. Um, oh, I've got so many EDH day, decks. Like one of the we play every weekend if you're keen. Oh, yeah. oh heck yeah! It's um, it, it's um, mm-hmm. yeah. I I I was streaming almost every Saturday morning for EDH because um, mm-hmm. uh, during during the first of the pandemic like i didn't start streaming edh until the pandemic really um before that it was only really magic arena but then when spell table came out um that that was like a godsend and i was almost every saturday morning i was playing with a bunch of my uk friends who we never ever get to play at all anyway because by the you know time zones and all that so um yeah it's like it's been almost every saturday morning um until the past like month and a half but yeah i'm i'm always down for playing edh Cool. So long as you're not playing any combo decks, you are more than welcome. <laughs> no, um, that that's actually. So I've got a few like rules that I set up for people, like no <laughs> infinite combos, yeah, um, because it's not that. So just I I only really have that rule just for streaming because I feel like because I like to bring on new people onto the stream yeah. and all that uh, other content creators, and I know how some people like the infinite combos and all that, but my kind of reason why i don't like that is because then all you're gonna do is just build towards the combo and then win and all yeah. that it's like i i want to i want to still have like an interactive fun chill game and yeah. it to me doesn't matter like who wins or anything and yeah, same. I, 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 I much prefer having combat steps you know yeah oh yeah <laughs> and, and i also don't like mass land destruction or anything like yeah, no. like if there's targeted land destruction that's fine you know yeah but like, yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna play Armageddon. You're just like, oh, great. Now no one's gonna have fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, you suck. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it it's been a it's been a real fun mindset because I came from before I started streaming on here. I came from a pretty cutthroat play group before mm-hmm. with, with EDH. So when we first started, all my EDH decks were like way too strong for like most of the other people I bring on stream. I'm like. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I've had to really learn to power down my decks. And I've been having more fun with those less stronger decks than I am with yeah, my really good like decks. Diluted. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's cool. Like my my personal preference for EDH is I like creature-based decks and I like getting value off of them. So aristocrats, yeah. vampires, you know, those that's my jam. Oh, my gosh. And I get so sad. <laughs> you, 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 know, you know Pixie Kitten? Uh no. No, so, so so she's uh, another content creator. Uh, we do a uh, a casual MTG podcast called Magic for Normies, and where we oh, just yeah? it's it, our, our basic 
thing is we don't care about, you know, competitive magic, whatever. We just talk about magic for the fun of it. And she, you and her would probably be best friends because those are her two favorite kind of decks to play aristocrats and vampires. She should come play with us too. (laughs) Oh, she, she'd love it. She, um, (laughs) do do you remember, did you see that whole MTG bunny cosplay thing on Twitter? It, it, she she did a bunny Soren. Soren is like her bae. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i think i did see that actually yeah she's um yeah, I, I think i saw that that was cool yeah she's great i i love her um <laughs> now it's it we, we started doing that podcast beginning of this year and we'll also stream some edh and um it's um it's yeah I'll, I'll mention it to her we need to um maybe after the show i'll get with you and just try to schedule time and all that Sweet. and get her on too yeah. Cause, that sounds good. Because she, she's definitely, her decks are a little bit more, well, she likes to say a lot of all her decks are low powered, but don't let her fool you. She, she's she got, <laughs> <laughs> she, she's got two decks like Alenda, which is basically her stupid nice. vampire. Yeah, uh, Alenda's great. And, I've got her in my taste deck. <laughs> and then she also has Korvald, which she's like, oh no, Korvald, it's fine, it's fine. Like, no, yeah. it's not fine. It's, it's not. It's a big snappy dragon that <laughs> gets you cards like as soon as he enters the battlefield. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um so oh yeah, content creation. No, you had a, some good points with um uh, see, and that's what happens. It just goes off the rails here. Oh, um, it's fine. Um so no, I, I like a lot of your thoughts on content creation. It's um it, it it's sort of the mindset that I feel you need to grow into and, and yeah. it's hard to learn right at first because yeah, yeah. like you say, you, you want to get so focused on growing and all that stuff. And it, it's like, this is the first year in a long time where I've had the most fun doing content, like doing my podcast, doing streaming. Um, you, you know, as, as shitty as this year has been, it's yeah. I'm trying my best to find the good of it and all oh, that. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, like you said, as, as as bad as this year is overall, like personally, it's been a really good year for me, and I kind of feel bad about that because so many people have had such a shitty. I one, know, right? I know. It's it's like I want to be happy for myself, but and, and and I feel like you're allowed to be, <laughs> and and it's okay to be happy for yourself, you know. And, yeah. But it's also, you know, recognizing and understanding, you know, that not everybody's as lucky in the situation, and it's. You know, I guess as long as you're not flaunting it and yeah, no, 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 like I'm not you know. doing. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm trying. I'm not trying to be all braggy and boastful yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Where I can, I'm trying to do my my best to like help out. You know, people who are in need. You know, charity yeah. streams, that sort of thing. So using my platform that I'm lucky enough to have for good for the community. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I balance it. And uh, uh, yeah, Pixie and I, we did a charity stream. Actually, our very first charity stream and our. Um, I was so impressed with our little community. We we our only goal was what two hundred and fifty dollars to raise for. Oh gosh, she's gonna kill me because I forgot the charity already. <laughs> I, I think I think it was a cancer charity. Okay. Um, and like we made that goal within like the first five minutes of the stream when we're like, oh shit. <laughs> well, time to up those goals then. Right? I know, right? Right, and because because the the final goal was to get pies in our face, and it was so much fun. Nice. Um, it's like I want to do more charity streams like that. That that was just so much fun, just, yeah. just doing it. I, I've never done one before. Uh, there's that extra life charity yeah, stream yeah. that's going. I I want to sign up for that because because I saw that Mishy. You know Mishy. Yes. I, I'm so yeah. sad that she left Watsy. 
it's like Same. I, I i get why you know because hopefully whatever new position she got's better for her and all that stuff but yeah she, well, she's working at extra life now yeah 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 and, and yeah, um and which is great for her and all that stuff it's yeah. just still sad that she left watsy doesn't mean we still can't bug her though and be like hey hey Hey, how are you? Oh, what are I, you doing? I know. I've, I've already, I've already bugged her. I, I, I actually was talking to her yesterday and um, asking her. I had no, I didn't even know she was going to respond. Like, hey, would you play D and D with me? She's like, yeah, yeah. Let me know when. I'm like, oh, I didn't think you'd say yes. Crap, <laughs> <laughs> campaign quick. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm already doing a campaign and all that stuff, but I'm just sort of like, okay, okay. I'll, I'll I, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, do you play D and D or anything? Me play D and D, yeah. yeah. Uh, play with merchants a bunch. Um, oh, that's right, that's right. I have seen you on that. I, I forgot yeah. about that. I, yeah. and I forgot merchant we did some does that. Stuff. We did a Ravnica campaign. We did Strahd. Uh, Ooh, I, I want to play did. that one so bad. Like I've read the book. I DM mostly. I'm yeah. I, I'm like one of those forever DMs. Um, so I very rarely get to play. But I've read through Curse of Strahd. That sounds so much fun. Yeah, it's very dark. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a little yeah, it's it's dark. Like we, I didn't get very far into it because I had to stop for work reasons. Yeah. Um So you know, we got to a certain point, and then I kind of just fell down a set of stairs and was never seen again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like some, the campaigns are really fun. We're actually firing up a new one soon uh, around Icewind Dale. Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the Icewind yeah, Dale, so. the new campaign book that just came out. Yeah, so characters go. Brrr. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now that it's, I just got that book. I haven't, I haven't cracked it open yet. But yeah. it's those were I've read a lot of the Forgotten Realms books with Dritz, and um, that that was always one of my favorite regions was the Icewind Dale, the Ten Towns, yeah, and all that. So um, we're gonna be in there soon. Woo! That'll be cool. Is it with Merchant again? Yeah, with Merchant, with uh, Thyric Six, with uh, oh Justin. Jonathan. Yeah, Justin and Craig. I think that's... I might be missing someone, and they're probably going to kill me when I forget them. <laughs> oh, uh, Lady Lavinius. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yes. she's great. I had her on the podcast, and I had Justin on the podcast, too. He, yeah. He's a really cool dude. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he is. He's super smart. He's too smart. I feel dumb around him. Don't tell oh, yeah. Him oh, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, no, because I was... Um, Oh crap! What's he going to school for? Like research psychology or something yeah. like that? And I He's doing some fancy smart man thing. Yeah, I, like the majority of my podcast with him was I was just asking him like what he does for like going to school and what that all entails, and I was more interested in that. And then I'm like, okay, then we can talk about magic now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah it's, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> So one thing I definitely want to bring up is uh, magic commentary. Um, mm -hmm. I've talked with the few GPs I've been to. I've I've talked with Rich Hagen a bunch oh, yeah. and j just asking him like commentary stuff. And it, it's always like I've kind of always had this side interest in it. I'm um, mm -hmm. doing it, but um, you know what what got you into the commentary part of it? Mishy. <laughs> Mishy. Yeah. Oh really. Yeah, because you know at the um, oh, was it PAX East twenty nineteen? Okay. Yeah, twenty eighteen. No, oh, twenty nineteen. Um, they had the Mythic Invitational. It was the first one that Andrea Mangucci won. 
and they invited a whole bunch of content creators to play in it, right? And <laughs> mm -hmm. I was kind of hoping I'd be one of the people invited to play in it, and then there was no invite, and I was real sad. And I was like, oh, I guess, I guess I'm not playing in this one. I'm sad. And then she's just like, well, we don't want you to play in it. We want you to commentate it. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? I've never done this before in my life. You're crazy. <laughs> it's basically the, the reaction I had. I was like, but I want to play in it. I don't want to commentate it. Yeah. Oh, my sweet summer child. Silly fool you are. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I mean, sure. Okay, I'll try. And I tried and I did a good job and they invited me back for more. So yeah, and they've been training me. Polchion's been, uh, been coaching me to be better at it and... Yeah, they like really took a chance on me, and it paid off for them. So that's <laughs> awesome. Super stoked about that. That's awesome. <laughs> so you're more of a oh, what do they call play-by-play -play yeah, commentator? Because um, the color commentator that's more what des describing what the play they might be playing or yeah. or like the thought process behind it, right? Yeah. So the play-by-play, -play, we're basically just giving you the the high level overview of uh, okay, this is what's well, not high level, I don't know. But basically just the, the, the general, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. They attack them. There's this thing on the battlefield. And then we set up the experts. Uh, so Cedric and Corey are my experts. So I go, all right, Cedric, why did he do that instead of the other option that was available to him? And then they go off on their little tangent, explain what the plays are, what the lines are, what they're thinking about three steps ahead. And then as soon as they're done, I jump back in and say, okay, well, this has happened since that attack, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then we go from there. So how, um, what's the training like that? Or what's the training on that like? Uh, you know, basically just repetition. So like when Paul would train me, we'd, uh, we'd go through old games and stuff. And then mm -hmm. afterwards he would give me pointers and be like, okay, don't go off on that tangent too much, rather bring it back. You know, I've set it up for the expert to talk about this instead of you going with it. You know, like it's it's kind of a it's kind of a, a strange thing because like I when I'm streaming, I need to talk about both sides of it. If you can, yeah, it like that, yeah. Uh, so I need to switch off my analytical brain in, in in a sense and be like, okay, don't go on that tangent. Let the expert handle that because they'll they'll know what I want to say mm -hmm. and say it ten times better than what I would do. You know, so. You know, it'd be feedback like that. Rather, just keep it simple, set it up for the expert, bring it back, keep reminding people what's at stake, set up the story, make the players uh, relatable, tell us a little bit about them, know the backstories, that sort of thing. So, you know, we're the we're the storytellers, and then the experts are the the meaty uh, information givers. <laughs> So you, you bring up an interesting thing I never thought about. You're the storyteller having to provide, I guess, background on the players. Like, what is that? When you say that, what does that mean exactly? Like, do you get like little cheat sheets of who's who oh, yeah. and like little background information on them? Oh, yeah, we have we have all the information. We've got their social numbers. <laughs> I lie. Uh, social security numbers, whatever you guys call them. But um yeah, so before big events, uh, at least all the ones that I've worked on, all of the competitors are given questionnaires to fill out. Mm -hmm. And that just lets us get, you know, an insight into their play style, into their records. Are they Hall of Fame or not? Uh, what? How many top finishes do they have? Uh, what's their favorite deck or their pet card? Or do they have any pets? Do they have a family? Yeah. Do they have other hobbies? You know, so wherever there's like a, a chance to bring in something like that, we can. Um, you know, we don't always get to go 
you know, delve into their personal yeah. life stories or anything like that. It's mostly focused around magic, but if someone has a funny anecdote or a funny story from a GP that they met this person and they were wearing a Tigger costume for whatever reason, mm-hmm. then we can talk about that. You know, it's just whatever works. Interesting. Interesting. Um, the other question I have regarding uh, commentary is how much studying of the meta do you have to do in order to prepare yourself for, let's say, I don't, I don't know, a mythic invitational or, or whatever yeah. the events are? Yeah, so ahead of the event, like if we had to go to a paper event, for example, sorry, if we had to go to an in-person event like we we did before Mm -hmm. uh, pandemic times, um, you know, we would be sitting there discussing, talking about the meta. The experts would take us through the different archetypes, what matchups they're good against, what they're bad against. And and is this before the the recording and all that? Yeah, before the recording. There's there's like two days of rehearsal before the actual show. But before then, we've been playing, we've been playing the games. Uh, we've got Frank Carsten's insights, uh, his metagame breakdown, why these decks are good, why we expect them to do well in the tournaments. And then, like, on the days of the actual shows, we're sitting in the green room playing Magic against each other until it's our turn to hop up there and go and... <laughs> now, now, is that, like, casual Magic, or you guys are just actually trying to prep more for whatever meta you're about to be commentating for yeah no no we're we're playing the the players decks so okay we okay. have access to all of them we play them ahead of time and uh you know we we see what certain matchups are it's like okay what's our next round it's this person this versus this player all right let's go try these decks out and then hop in the booth commentate it back out the booth, play more magic <laughs> now now um Oh, okay. So even even between when you're commentating, like when you go take your break forever long, you're in the back playing magic as well yeah, too, pre- preparing yeah, for the next. Yeah, we're watching the other guys in the booth, um, mm-hmm. and you know, playing a couple games with each other. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, how how important is that to, I, I guess, play and understand the decks you're about to commentate for? Oh, it's it's so important. That's like half the job. If you don't know what's happening, you're going to get roasted so hard. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. It makes you look bad. It makes wizards look bad. It uh, it makes you look bad in the eyes of Twitch chat. And we all know how important that is to oh, avoid. Oh, God. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. know what's going on. It's um the... So, like, when I stream, I, I only stream a couple times a week. And... Like said, I, I get maybe 10, 15, maybe 20 viewers and all that stuff. I Because I, 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 I don't focus a lot of my energy on the stream or anything. Yeah. It, it's more my podcast. Um, but it's the, when I was part of Channel Fireball's Command Fest this past time, um, mm-hmm. and there was, what, like almost a 1,000 people watching. Holy crap. And, you know, I'm playing, and I know I'm making mistakes left and right, but I'm trying to avoid Twitch chat. But some of my people in my community are telling me they're making fun of me or whatever. And it's like, yeah. people don't realize, like, how nerve-wracking that can be. And especially with commentating, I, I can't yeah. even... <laughs> it, it is nerve-wracking. Like, I... People who play in the feature match area, you guys are the real MVP because that is stressful. I would uh, much rather be at oh, a table yeah. in the back of the room just playing and focusing on the person opposite me and, you know, how many cards of mine they're countering, for example. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a stressful thing. So people don't realize it until they do it. Oh, yeah. yeah you know Sky Bills, right? Yes. Yeah, Sky Bills, uh, I, I had her on the show and I, I've talked with her a bunch even after afterwards and um she she told me the same thing like when she was up on a feature match during one of the 
like mythic invitational she said it was yeah. so nerve-wracking like you don't even understand like how yeah. nerve-wracking can be and it's like it i reached a harsh enhar with mono red <laughs> yeah it <was> great <laughs> yeah it is um I, I can't imagine like people twitch chat just in general doesn't understand the pressure that you're on and especially and, and like i said i know my whole little quote-unquote feature match was like commander but at the same time it's like we're having people from channel fireball tell us all right guys you need to hurry up your play you need to hurry up your play and telling us and we're like oh crap oh crap <laughs> yeah it's just extra stress that you really yeah. don't want but <laughs> that's what comes with the show yeah, yeah. So I, I gotta give you props for commentating because that's just—I uh, don't know. It, like I said, I've had like a little bit of fancy of wanting to do in it, but I don't. Mm -hmm. It's too stressful. Um, <laughs> it's um. So you've only really ever done commentary for Magic Arena. Have you done any in paper? I can't remember if you yeah. have or not. Okay. I was I was actually meant to this year. There were a couple of um yeah, PTs that uh that they wanted me to do for Pioneer, and I was so amped for it. I actually got a, a, an alert on my phone that said, Washington. I'm like, Washington, what? And I looked, it's like this whole week blocked out in my diary. I'm like, ah, there was meant to be a, meant to be a, a magic fest this week. Damn. Yeah, that's <laughs> sad. Um, but um, the, okay, so I didn't know if you had any in-paper experience, because I, I guess one of the questions that I always had for people who've done commentating for paper is um especially like some of the older formats like legacy modern and all that it's i swear like the times that when i used to follow legacy a couple years ago and i'd watch it on star city games or channel fire but whatever twitch channel be yeah. like, like if i look away for a second it you're you don't know what's happening in the game now depending on the deck yeah. and all that um yeah. and there's so and the the vast knowledge that you have to have of the cards is just yeah, like the Damn. older formats, they they scare me a little bit. Uh, but it is something that I need to, you know, get familiar with, especially when we're back playing paper yeah. against each other and they want to use me for events. Like I, I have to know how these things work. Like Pioneer, I could kind of work my way through a little bit, mm -hmm. but like, ooh, modern and other events, it's like, mm, <laughs> no, too many cards <laughs> I don't know. I don't recognize the alternate arts. <laughs> Where's yeah. my fun animation? Oh, that's <laughs> right. Alternate arts and stuff too. Oh, God. And, yeah. and I, I can only imagine how crappy it must be where, you, you know, they, they sort of mess up the lighting and there's like glare in certain spots yeah. on the table too. Oh, and you're man. just like, what card did they just play? <laughs> yeah. That's where you just kind of go to the expert and be like, what just happened there? I'm, I, I missed that. <laughs> you know, an expert help. <laughs> God, so, you know, it went when and if and when paper events do happen and let's just say hey Ailey we want you for the pioneer event what's the what's the sort of training and studying that you would have to do like like take me through your process of what you'd have to do for that so for the for pioneer events I would go to uh, everyone's favorite spreadsheet simulator uh <laughs> <laughs> magic online and uh go play some of the meta decks there according to websites like uh, channel fireball or uh mtg goldfish because they they're pretty good with keeping track of what decks are doing well mm -hmm. um so i would just grab those decks and go and play them um and see you know how they feel what matchups i come up against and just try and familiarize myself with the cards and go and look like especially go and find alternate arts because some people would be using you know different prints of specific cards for these decks yep. but uh the, the one thing that you know is kind of 
beneficial is that you don't have to know every single card in a format. Like, no one plays all the Pioneer cards. Yeah. <laughs> no way. No way they do. You know, there's going to be a few uh, prominent decks. Learn those backwards. There's going to be a few outliers. Learn them as much as you can. And then the random ones, if you happen to find one that slips in, it's just like, ah, I don't entirely know what's happening with this one. <laughs> Defer to the expert. <laughs> Oh, that, and then you're definitely in trouble if they don't know, like, what deck are they playing? It's, I've never seen yeah. this before. <laughs> yeah, we, know, we have access to deck lists and stuff. They, yeah, they, give yeah. all, they give us all that information ahead of time. So oh, yeah, true, true, like, yeah. We can sit there and have a look and be like, just give me one sec. I just want to look this card up quick. Oh, okay, that's what it does, you know. You know, so if if the one thing with commentary is, like, never never give misinformation if you don't know it's okay to say that but then just you know don't sit there going sorry 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 to the the, the audience to be like hang on yeah. i want to look this card up quickly you know make it part of the show make it part of the interest yeah. always yeah. look like you know but don't ever fake it i guess but that's kind of it you know, well, yeah, doesn't really make sense but yes well, you have to fake you have to look like you know what you're doing yeah, you yeah. Have to find out, make it fun it's <laughs> yeah you have to make yourself look like you know what you're talking about and and know what you know what you're saying, but don't yeah. lie. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell them that it's gonna exile something when it actually destroys it. For example. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, that makes sense. So when you're doing um, <clears throat> when, when you're commentating um, whether I guess in person or remote, um, when you are actually watching the players, like how does that work? Because we know Magic Arena doesn't have a spectator spectator view or anything. And, uh, and, and, and that makes me so sad. And, and, and the way that the overlay sort of works right now is it, they sort of like like they just sort of crop at least the top person's half of the screen so they can see yeah. their hand and all that. So what does that look like for you all? Do you see both their screens? No, when, no. We see what you guys see. Oh, okay, okay. It really sucks. <laughs> it would so, be awesome. It would be awesome to see both sides of things, but you know the way that we're doing it remotely is those two players are streaming to like an ingest server. Yeah, they're recording it. There's about a ten minute delay before we actually see that stuff, so we can't see both hands uh, at the same time. So we just see what Twitch chat sees or what what the what the audience sees. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Is, is that also true with an in person arena event? Well, I mean, I mean, not 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 that you guys are ten yeah, minute delay yeah, or anything, so, but so we yeah. So at actual events when we have the players behind us playing, you know, we see it in real time, but still we don't see both sides of things. We see what uh, Twitch is being. Shown. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. They definitely need to implement some sort of spectator thing. Hopefully soon. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> it will be so much easier because then you don't have to rely on people's sometimes. Uh, less than ideal internet connection because sometimes ooh, it's yeah. like watching pixels dance on the screen and you wouldn't have to rely on interesting images in the background like people going yeah. to the bathroom in the background yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember who that was but that was just <laughs> oh man yeah. that was rough <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, oh god uh, no what would also be cool about a like a spectator you would be also other people be able to run like little mini tournaments and all that like the yeah. the creator community could run like little tournaments or something like that instead of having to figure out ways to rig something up yeah yeah like it would that. make things so much easier and like i was really hoping that with 
you know, everyone relying on remote playing and commentary and that sort of thing, that they would have fast-tracked that if they are working on it. I didn't even know if they are. There's, there was no mention no of it in the latest state of the game, so it's yeah. like... I, I wonder if a lot of the... Friends? Yeah, I wonder if a lot of their work's just being pushed towards the mobile, trying to get it on mobile first, which <sighs> no. would make sense from a business perspective because they want more people into the game and all that, yeah. and that would get a heck of a lot more people into it. But true, it's I guess for a viewing experience, it would be a lot more, a, a lot better to have a spectator view. I mean, yeah. on, every esport has it now. It's, yeah, I mean, um, it's it's just. It's something that's desperately needed, especially for, for coverage. It would make our lives so much easier if we can be like, yeah, there's five cards in the graveyard because I can hover over it and see right. it. Not, I think there's five. I'm not sure, though. You know, it just takes out any of the guesswork. Well, do you all not have, um, do you all have like the, uh, the stream overlay stuff? Like, um, oh, God, yeah, where are they going? Like cardboard. cardboard live. Oh, oh you don't? The, no. Oh, man. So, that... Yeah, it doesn't work. It's 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 such a. I mean, it it looks fine the way they do it, but we don't have access to any of the information. Like we can't hover over cards if the screen is going a little fuzzy to see what's actually there. You know, none of those integrations are available to us. Oh, it's all God. just kind of like a secondary copy paste thing. Well, that sucks. Yep. <laughs> Dang. Yep. So if someone's internet is starting to go fuzzy, just like how yep. Twitch loves to do, you're sort of like, I don't know what Sorry. they're playing. I don't know what they did. We can't see. Yeah, they, and sometimes it freezes up, and then we don't know uh, what what's happening. We just kind of have to vamp for like two minutes while they fix it, and then we have to refresh, and then, yeah. And then it's like, well, the color is blue, so they played a blue card. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And one of the events, Cedric and I, we couldn't see the cards. We couldn't see the 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 number on the planeswalker. You know the loyalty. Mm -hmm. We couldn't see that. It was so pixelated. So we were just going oh, wow. off of the, the the images that we kind of see, and we were hoping, like, okay, I think this is right, but frick, I don't know. <laughs> oh god, that's frustrating. Holy crap. Yeah. D does that same sort of thing happen in the in-person events with Arena? Or sometimes you haven't had that happen. Lose, sometimes we'll lose the feed to the programming, but that's usually like a wire has been knocked out or something like yeah. that. Um, in in person events, you know, for the most part, the technical side of things pretty pretty smooth. Well, that's good. That's good, man. Yeah. It's um, I, I don't know. I think it's still a testament to Wizards. Just like I, I know it's not perfect, but gee, it's the best they can do because it's um, yeah. Well, thank goodness for Arena because right. You know, can you imagine trying to run these tournaments on um, on Magic Online? No, I don't want to imagine. Oh. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't goodness. want to. It, I don't it, about that. My listeners know how I feel about Magic Online. I hate it. I'm just gonna be straight up on. I I do not like it at all. Um, it's and I've tried so hard to like it over the years. Like I've tried. I've put money into it. I've played, but it's just I I, I don't like it. I've tried. Mm -mm. When I first started, it, when I, because I had to, what was I doing? I just wanted to play a commander with a, a couple other content creators on there. Yeah. So I was like, okay, how do I do this? How do I buy cards? Wait, what? I have to go to the website? Right. What? Yeah. You get the card and then the bot talks to me in here and then I have to say, yes, I give you ticks for oh, the card. It, <clears throat> it's oh, so confusing. God. It's so confusing just for Thank a new player. I had Twitter. 
Because yeah. I was like, okay, how the hell do I do this? Someone please talk me through this. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I had to Google like how to buy cards on Magic Online yeah. and just like read a step by step on my first time doing it. Um, <sighs> and, and just like what gets me is I know it's supposed to simulate tabletop magic and, and I 100% understand that, but it is way too slow. And yeah. especially when you're playing commander with three other people and you just have that one person that is just god awfully slow you're just yeah okay well this game's gonna take two hours when i only had like you know 30 minutes to play yeah i mean and and that's one of the things that i love with magic arena where i can just get in some quick games of magic but i mean even that's not perfect without its flaws it's um it's great to be able to hop in play a few quick games of magic but it's i don't know I, I'm so bored of standard and historic right now. Um, yeah. I, I try to. There's a lot of people struggling with that. Yeah, it's like I try to mix it up with Brawl, but Brawl's just like a wannabe commander and it's just not fun. Draft is like yeah. the only thing keeping me going right now with yeah. it, with Arena. I love Draft and I, I kind of like the Zendikar set, but like you said, the Mill Rogues and everything, it's just like, uh. Yeah, how is everyone, how is everyone, and I, I get that you're not actually playing against your pod after after yeah. you're done drafting and all that, but it's like, I, I swear, I felt like I went up against nothing, but it was either Orzov or Demir, and I'm just like, yeah. how, why, how's everyone able to draft that? Like, no one drafted any other colors? <laughs> yeah, I always end up against Crabs. Rune crabs. Wow. And then one one day I was feeling spiteful and I got handed three rune crabs. So I you bet I played them. I went seven and one in that draw. Because <laughs> I irritated my opponents to death. <laughs> I don't blame you at all for that. It's I would have done the same exact thing. And then the other day I had this player with four that I saw, four core celebrants, and then Ugh. two marauding blight priests. I wiped the battlefield and they just brought them all back with the Agadim's Awakening and I was like what? Oh, they gross. came into my chat and told me that they had five celebrants and four blight priests. I was like how did you even how did you even draft that? I know they're commons but come on! <laughs> it's I, I mean I, I one of the things that I hate with draft like just in general like especially when I'm doing in-person draft is when someone says how, how could no one draft this card? You know, but that like as I play more and more draft on arena or it's like, how could someone pass this card? Like, really? It, yeah, it's I, I hate that attitude in person because not everyone's the best drafter, but I understand why they say that stuff sometimes. Like you said, yeah. you got past three ruin crabs. I'm like, how? how? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If just hate draft those cards, even I if know, you don't right? want to play it, take one for the team. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, that's another thing that we desperately need in Arena is pod drafting. Like, just let us play with our friends, give yeah. us packs open, and play against each other. It or, doesn't or, even have to be, like, more than one game. Just let us play against our pod. Or or, or cube. Like, if they yeah. if they implemented, like, create your own cube type thing, I think that's pretty much all I do is just, like, build my cube yeah. and just try to get some friends to draft it. Like, okay, hey, we're going to play sealed with it, or we can do draft with it. You know, yeah, like you can do that in MTGO, right? They sometimes have, or is that just events? It's it's, yeah, it's just an event cube and all that. So, but if you could make your own cube, even if you could do it in Magic Online, like make your own cube, I'd be 100% down for that. Yeah, 
I'm sure someone's made a mod somewhere for that. <laughs> probably. I mean, I think the easiest way you'd do it on Magic Online would be you'd probably upload your cube somewhere else and draft it there than whatever they drafted. Essentially, you just trade them your cards, I guess, and then yeah, you build like the deck. That. But that's like way that's way too involved. Yeah. Like we said before, just buying cards on Magic Online is a pain in the ass. Doing that, just even more of a pain. <laughs> and then you're, then you're like, hey, friend, can you give me the cards back? Oops, they dropped offline. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, no, so that it's, that's a lot of insight about the commentary. That's, um, I don't know. It, it seems, it seems scary. First, I'm just going to put out there, like, for mm -hmm. that. But, um, I, I like the, I like that they do a lot of training for that too. Um, yeah. Because, God, I, I guess you got to have it. And, and also, I guess another question I have for it is the chemistry mm -hmm. of it too. Because, you know, everybody likes to say, you know, Cedric and Patrick Sullivan, you know, they have really good chemistry and all that stuff. So when you're trying yeah. to, when you're starting to work with the uh, expert commentator, like, what what are you all doing to try to develop that chemistry? Is it all just like work and talk, or do you try to get to know each other, or or how does that work? Yeah, yeah so it's a you know we do a few practice runs ahead of time, uh, especially mm -hmm. when I started working with Cedric. It would you know we'd go through a few rounds uh, together just to make sure we don't step on each other too much. Yeah, uh, figure out each other's flow and our cadence and whatnot, uh, and then yeah, just like get to know each other, get a good rapport going between the two. Um, they've switched me to uh, Corey now. Uh, Cedric's doing more of the the desk role with Maria and Sean mm -hmm. uh, at most events. So I think also that Corey and I have got a similar kind of personality. You know, a lot more bubbly, yeah. playful, uh, <laughs> a little bit out there. So you know, we we got on like a house on fire. So <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So yeah, I think it's a it's just a. A pairing thing you know trying out different pairs see who feels best with each other um how the what the feedback's like how the audience receives us that sort of thing so yeah it's cool it's just getting to know each other feedback afterwards being like okay is anything i could do better for you want to set you up more around this thing is that fine checking with each other beforehand is there anything that you're not comfortable with because you don't want to make each other look like an idiot the whole thing yeah, is you have yeah. each other's back right so mm -hmm. Make sure that uh, you're both on the same page when it comes to certain things. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what kind of advice would you give to people out there that are maybe interested, not just in magic commentary, but uh, just any kind of commentary in general? I would say, like, make your own opportunities. Um, me, personally, I got quite lucky with uh, my opportunity, and I, I, I you know made the most of it and it paid off and you know they're they keep asking me to do more so i'm very grateful for that uh but people like riley knight set up his own commentary for an event in australia i think and wizards mm -hmm. took note and sent marshall i believe to go and commentate with him so that's how he got into the thing so it's a, it's, a, it's a case of you know make your own opportunities set up community tournaments commentate your own events uh, yeah because that's what a tag wizards and be like hey yeah. look at me you know the, the one thing that's I think one of the things that tj did did he, no uh tj um from yeah. ponder podcast that's what he did he was commentating for what his local lgs or something like that they'd yeah. stream it nice yeah you know you, you like don't 
it's the whole thing about please can i just win the lottery it's like well you got to go and buy a lottery ticket you know you yeah. gotta take a chance believe in yourself and uh, i think it was jesse cox who said it but advertise like a shameless whore you know put yourself out there <laughs> make sure people know what you're doing and that you're interested in it otherwise nothing ever comes of it so yeah, yeah. it's true so i think that is a uh, perfect way to end this interview here <laughs> um no it is I, I i really enjoyed it i want to thank you again for coming on chatting with me about a lot of this um it's uh i don't know really insightful too just um like learning about commentary and just behind the scenes type stuff i'm always interested in that kind of stuff like a lot of the behind the scenes of how that all works it's very interesting to me oh you're welcome and uh happy to come back again if you want to hear more about what i have to say <laughs> yes no definitely and I, i'm we need to play some edh too um yeah. like I, I definitely get pixie involved with that um so where can people find you should they want to reach out or follow your content? Yeah, I'm on twitch.tv forward slash alias V or on Twitter, C-O-L underscore alias V, Cole being complexity, which is my team. And if you just Google me, I'm very Googleable. Alias V, you'll find me. <laughs> I have a website too, aliasv.com. Go there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, I just want to thank you again for coming on. Thank you for coming on this early and uh, chatting with me. And it's been great. Uh, Thanks for having me. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Hey, everybody, and thank you all for listening to the show. Hope you really enjoyed the interview. It was a little bit shorter of an interview. We did have a little bit of a hard stop, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, I'd love to get her on the show again. Um, and literally right after we finish recording, we're already trying to set up an EDH game going on. So hopefully very soon we'll be playing some EDH with Alias and um and that should be a hell of a lot of fun. So Thank you all again for listening and watching. Hope you all have a great day. And thanks again. And even to the silent listeners and watchers out there, you are appreciated.